welcome to another episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. As always, it's me, your host Yusuf. Now I have one hell of an episode for you guys today. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. You know, in life, they say that the best lessons are often learned from the mistake of others. Now, one of my favorite quotes is from Sam Levinson, and he says, Learn from other people's mistakes. Life is too short to make them all yourself. Another important thing to remember is to try and find the good in certain things, especially when it comes to things you don't like or necessarily understand. Now, you might be listening to me saying that and wondering, well, why am I bringing up these two random thoughts? Now, watch me tie it all together. See, in this celebrity worship culture where everything they do is magnified and they're often placed on a pedestal, I don't necessarily like it. But every now and then, I might come across certain stories or events or situations that I find could be of value or it can be a teachable moment. Because they're so heavily covered, we might see real-life situations or motifs play out where something might transpire that we can learn from. And like I said earlier, I try to find the good in things. One of the good things I found in this celeb craze society that we're living in is that we can learn from their missteps and we can learn from the widely publicized mistakes that they often make. Look, we're humans, we all make mistakes. But if you can learn from others and avoid putting yourself in a similar predicament in your own life, then that's always an ideal situation. So where am I going with this? Now let's explore this together. So recently, Kanye put out a music video, and in it, he depicted that he kidnapped Pete Davidson, or Skeet Davidson as he called him. I don't really know why. But in this video, he shows that he kidnaps him and he decapitates him. Now Kanye defended this choice, saying that it is art. And you know how they say a picture tells a thousand words? Well, this video was a lot more telling. Now, I'm actually really going to explore this because this is an interesting social dichotomy that's taking place here. And I think there's a lot of important lessons that can be learned. So we know that since the divorce, Kanye has gone to great lengths to show Kim how much he wants to get back together. He's been practically begging on social media for her. He's been taking shots at Pete, calling him names, threatening him all for his ex-wife. He's even been posting text messages between themselves on social media. Now with everything that's been going on and everything that he's been doing, he's honestly going out bad. He's flat out coming off as a simp. He's making himself look desperate and weak. And this is especially bad when you're considering that this is Kanye West we're talking about. This is the same guy that's reached the highest level of success there is in music and in the fashion industry. Now, whatever there is to accomplish, he has done it. And let's keep it 100. Pete, he is a struggle comedian and he looks homeless. He is literally the opposite of everything that Kanye is, if you know what I mean. His career is non-existent. And he's not nearly as accomplished as Kanye. But yet Kanye is the one that's looking bad in this situation. And Pete is just shrugging it off and laughing. Now the guy that is lesser than Kanye in every aspect of life 
is the one who is coming off more confident and more masculine than him. And Connie is allowing himself to get pressed over a dude that looks homeless. So with all of that being said, what can we learn from this? Now this lesson applies to men in particular. Now you have to be well-rounded in all areas of your life. You can't just focus on making money and lack in the other parts of your life. You also can't try to excel in the other parts of your life and your finances are hurting. We need to be working on improving in every area. Money alone can solve some problems, but it can't solve everything. Now Kanye got with Julia Fox and now he's dating a Kim Kardashian lookalike. So the money has put him in a position where he can get more women. But at the end of the day, it's very obvious that he wants Kim. And with all that money, he still can't get her. He's losing out on her to a guy like Pete. Like I said, money is not going to solve all your problems. Kanye's problem is that he's not behaving in his masculine frame. He's behaving desperate and thirsty. And these types of behaviors are not consistent with the level of success that he has. But him stepping out of his masculine frame ties into the next thing that I think is really important. Now, some people believe in getting back with the people from their past. I personally believe that once they're in the past, they should stay there. I don't do the whole reconciling or getting back together thing. Once we're done, we're done. You don't get a second chance at life when it ends, and I treat relationships the same way. But when you want to get back with someone, the common advice is often to let it go and just focus on yourself. Don't make contact with them, and don't try asking for the person to come back or trying to reconcile. The reason that is the case is because sometimes, depending on the nature of the relationship, how it went and how it ended, the other person may get curious and want to see how you're doing, especially if the contact is very minimal. And if they see that you're happy, doing well, living your life, it can make them miss you. But if you keep trying to initiate contact, force yourself onto them, and essentially do the things that Kanye is doing, it's only going to make them resist. And you literally see that happening here in real time. The more Kanye pushes for Kim, the more he's pushing her further into Pete's arms. Now, I personally believe that Pete is just a younger boy toy rebound for her to just have fun with and be carefree with for some time. And she's also using this relationship as a way to get under Kanye's skin. And you know what? Pete is going to benefit in the short term. So of course, he finds these actions by Kanye to be hysterical. He's literally being validated as the more superior masculine man by Kanye. And whether Kanye knows it or not, that's exactly what he's doing. Now in the end, she will eventually leave Pete's ass once reality sets in and she's got what she's looking for. But he's also going to benefit from it too during that time. Now, if Kanye was playing it cool, moving on with his life, dating all these different girls, making money, doing his thing, I really believe that things would be different. You can count on it. And at the end of the day, they have kids together. So they will have no choice but to keep in touch. So she's going to see him. She's going to see him doing his thing while they're apart. And that's going to naturally make her curious. While she's with Pete, 
in the back of her mind, she'll also be thinking of Kanye and how well he's been doing since the divorce. And this will make her want to try coming back. And if he plays it cool, he could do it. But because he's taking this approach instead, it's having the complete opposite effect. So don't try to force things with someone. And that's going to be a theme that comes up throughout this podcast. But this is just one example of it. And don't make yourself come off as thirsty or desperate or in need of someone. Have some self-respect. The only person that you really need is the person you see when you look in the mirror. And the last lesson I want to touch on when it comes to this storyline can apply to both men and women. But it's mostly geared towards men. Always remember that your replacement is closer than you think. Have you ever seen or been in a situation where you were with someone and then when things end, you see them with that person who was just a friend? Now listen, that's Cap. Stop the Cap! They were never just a friend. The reality is there are men and women out there that like to keep their options open even while they're with someone. And it may suck, but it is what it is. That's why you have to choose who you're going to be with very carefully, especially if you're looking for something long-term. Now, let's look at this storyline. Kim does an episode of SNL. There's a skit of her and Pete kissing, and then suddenly she ends up on a date with him that same week. Now, you think that was by coincidence? Man, come on. Stop the cap! Now, I'm speculating here, but I can see it going something like this. She probably has been talking to Pete months before, or maybe even years before, and they had some kind of rapport. And as it appeared more and more clearly that her and Kanye were on the outs, they started to get closer. And once the divorce was finalized, he probably offered her to get on the show to show her a good time so they can be close together. Now, a lot of times, these potential replacements can be in their social circle, or they could even be at their workplace. Proximity can sometimes create attraction. And that's my perspective on how I saw it happen. And the rest is history. So anyways, the main takeaway from this segment should be to have self-respect. We shouldn't insult or even clown Kanye. He probably doesn't even realize what he's doing. But we should take heed of what Kanye is doing, learn from it, so we can avoid being in a similar position to him. As men, we need to maintain our frame, our dignity, and live our lives. Now, we'll take a quick break, and I'll be back with more. So there's a common phrase, and I'm sure we've all heard it before. What you resist persists. Now, regardless of your beliefs, there are some principles that just apply in life, and I believe that this is one of them. Another principle is that some things just don't require force. For example, you ever try to open a jar or a container, and you're using all your strength, and you just can't get it to budge. Then you ask someone else to do it, and they try it first. They see that it's difficult, so they adjust their hands or the way that they're positioning it, and they just open it effortlessly. Now that's a very small example of how some things in life just don't require force. Now we live in a society today that tells you that you have to will yourself and push yourself to your limits and apply pressure, and you will eventually get what you want. 
While that might tell some of the story, that's not the entire story. Now, a lot of things in life certainly take hard work, but there are also other aspects to it. Now, you can work out tirelessly and push yourself every single day, and you might get some gains. But when you take a balanced approach that incorporates rest and dieting, you'll make a lot more. Now, anyways, I say all of this to say that it's not always the wise choice to force things. And I want to give an example of what we're seeing happen in real time to illustrate my point. So one of the biggest storylines is LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers is currently 37 years old. He's in his 19th NBA season and he's playing at an extremely high level. And despite his high level of play, the team is currently on the outside of the playoff picture and it's probable that they may miss the playoffs. Now, the general reason for this is that the team is just not good. So what does all of this have to do with what I mentioned earlier? So we're going to have to take a little deep dive into history and then I'll elaborate on it more. So LeBron throughout his career has been very vocal about the players that he wants to play with. He wanted that while he was in Miami, but the team president at that time, Pat Riley, put his foot down and would not give him that privilege. Now, in a sense, he was trying to save LeBron from himself, and I'll elaborate more on that later. But when LeBron came back to Cleveland in 2014, he was fully in control of the players that left and joined that team. Any move he wanted made, they did. There was even a point where the Cavaliers were paying the highest salaries in the entire league. And you can say that it worked since they won a championship in 2016 and they went to a finals every single year that he's been there. And then he went on to LA, where he has tried to do the same thing. And the results were mixed, to say the least. They wanted to trade away all of the younger pieces in the first year, and that didn't happen. And that impacted the team's morale, and it made the team collapse down the stretch. Then they won a championship in 2020, right? And then they lost in the first round in the 2021 playoffs. And now this season, the team is on the verge of missing the playoffs altogether. So what's different about this season is that they added Westbrook to the team, and basketball-wise, it didn't make sense at all. He just didn't fit with the team. So why did they add him? Because LeBron wanted him there. And the Lakers had a plan in place, and basically LeBron came in and told them what they should do instead. And look at the results. Now I'm not knocking LeBron or getting at him or anything like that. I'm saying all of this to say, that trying to force things and push for things to happen can have an opposite effect of what was intended. Now, I'm certain that LeBron wants to win championships and play at a high level for the rest of his career. But in a scenario like this, he pushed too hard. Instead of trusting the organization and the people there to do its job, he pushed for them to make a move that he wanted, and the results have not met the standard. He wants to win championships, and now he's at risk of not even making the playoffs. Now, he scored 56 points a few games ago, which is really impressive given his age and everything else. Incredible. But now, he has to play hard and push himself just to win regular season games, to only have an outside chance at 37 years old to make the playoffs. Now, do you think he envisioned this for himself and for his career? Hell no. 
But do you see what happens when you try to force things? Now let's think about that in a real life context. It's important to work hard and give effort in whatever it is you're trying to do in life. But when it gets to the point that you're having to force it and it starts to become an uphill battle, that can hurt you a lot more than it helps you. Now let's think about it in the context of dating. You're trying to pursue a person that doesn't appear interested. Are you going to keep pushing and relenting nonstop, hoping for a different outcome? Now, you could say that that's a good approach to take, but look at it like this. Now, let's just say you like someone, and the person that you like, there was someone else that they were interested in. That person that they liked, they would never have to apply pressure. It would just be a mutual attraction that would flow effortlessly. So, why apply pressure? You see, even in business, if you have something that's starting out slow in the beginning, do you keep spending money and exhausting energy in hopes that it picks up? You could, and maybe that sweat equity will pay off. Or you could do more research, monitor the results, see where the gaps are, adapt, and pivot. Now that still requires hard work, but it also requires you being cerebral. And think about it like this. LeBron James he can push himself and will himself to win regular season games. And sure, maybe that will be enough to get into the playoffs. But when he's in the playoffs and his team goes up against a team that plays better, is more structured, and has more chemistry, what will happen then? So you can force things, sure. But it's only going to get you so far. We need to approach life with effort and hard work. Absolutely. But when you have a strategy, and you take time to really assess and focus on the strategy itself, it allows you to not just work hard, but to work hard at the right things. Now, like I said earlier, the person who just pushes themselves to lift weights every single day and works out just to get jacked, they will make some gains, but not as much as the person who has a strategy from their dieting to their workouts to incorporating rest. Less forcing and more strategizing. If LeBron had sat down with the team, tried to understand their thinking, and they collectively brainstormed on what moves to make, they would fare much better than just telling them, bring Westbrook, and forcing them to scrap their plans to accommodate your plans. And this is what Pat Riley understood, as I mentioned earlier. And this situation is the perfect example of something that we need to learn from. Now, forcing will have the opposite effect of attaining the things that we want. And that's something that we have to consider. Now, we'll take a quick break and I'll be back with more. So, Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia for possession of illegal drugs and has been in custody for a few weeks now. Now, it was first reported by Russian media outlets, and it's caused quite a firestorm in the mainstream media. Now, New York Magazine wrote an article titled, Why Isn't Brittany Griner the Biggest Sports Story? Well, since they publicly asked the question, I'm going to answer. It's not the biggest sports story because, number one, outside of basketball enthusiasts, no one knows who the hell she is and wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup. 
no pun intended. The WNBA isn't a popular sports league and it hasn't been profitable since its inception over 20 years ago. And the next reason, and really the most important one, is that she violated a law in a foreign country. So what do you think will happen? Now she has been playing in Russia for years, so you don't take the time to study or understand the laws of where you're employed. And you guys might be thinking, but Yusuf, she lives in America where it's legal. Okay, cool. So stay in America. But America isn't Russia. Even in America, in some states, it's not even legal to be in possession of the drug that she was in possession of. And like the famous quote says, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. But to think that you can go to a country like Russia, break their law, get arrested, and make her out to be some kind of a victim is peak stupidity. She's not a victim of anything but her carelessness and stupidity. Now don't get it twisted. Obviously, I wish for her to be safe and to not be harmed, and you want the matter to be resolved in a peaceful, civil manner. Now she shouldn't be given a harsh sentence just because of the current political climate that's going on. But do I feel bad for her that she was arrested? Why should I? I don't care that she smokes weed. I don't care if anyone smokes weed. But I know it's not legal everywhere and in every country. And rather than having a moral argument about it everywhere you go, either A, don't visit that country where it's not legal, or B, if you have to visit that country, then just respect the law and keep it moving. She was carrying a drug that is deemed illegal. So to act like her arrest is some kind of act of injustice is stupid to me. Now, if she gets a crazy sentence for drugs, then that's a different story. But the act of getting arrested itself, I don't care too much for. She shouldn't have put herself in that position in the first place. Accountability matters. Decision-making matters. No matter how much society tries to brush it aside, that reality doesn't change. Study and know the laws of the place that you are traveling to and move accordingly. This whole situation could have been avoided. So hopefully that answers New York Magazine's question. And that's all I got for you guys today. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Wire to Wire podcast. Be sure to share and subscribe. You can also check out all of my books, including my latest one, Quarantine Thoughts, available at all major retailers. You can also follow me on Instagram at Yusuf underscore A official. Until next time.